This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is the college football voice of the South. So let's go on campus. Presented by Subaru of Gwinnett on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Or shop online at SubaruofGwinnett.com. And indeed, it's a very uh, special on campus. Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network is at the Scouting Combine, and he joins us right now on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. Daniel, always a pleasure to have you on the program. How are things going out there in Indianapolis? Oh, everything's great. There's always a little bit of a buzz building here early in the week as we head towards these workouts. What do you think about the idea that some coaches have already stated they're not going to be there? Is this something that's going to actually expand in that department where fewer are actually physically on site and they're going to let some of the other guys in the organization handle it? Yeah, you know, I, it seems to be a trend. Um, I guess I like it from the standpoint as you don't have as long of a wait at a restaurant in town. But outside of that, I mean, I, I hope it doesn't continue. I hope we continue to see a good turnout here. Uh, I, I still think there's value in seeing these guys with your own two eyes uh, versus, you know, doing Zoom interviews and, and doing everything virtually. I still think there's value in, in being here physically so i hope it doesn't i hope it doesn't end up like that but uh, it has been a little bit of a trend for sure i don't understand is has anybody given a reason why they're not going is it because the 15 minutes isn't long enough we'll talk to them for longer once we put them in our environment well i i think it's you know that i think these coaches have said you know we'd rather be in our office watching more of their game tape we'd rather be you know working on uh, our our uh you know, our preparation for the upcoming season, they feel like that's more valuable for their time. And, and you know, I, I understand where they're coming from there. I just don't necessarily agree with it. Daniel Jeremiah with us on the uh, Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line from the NFL Network at the Combine. Um, one of the guys not working out there, obviously, is going to be Jalen Carter, but you have him at number one on your top 50. Now, the Georgia fans certainly know what he's all about. What, what makes him stand out above everybody else? Well, I think he's just he's the the most dynamic and disruptive player in the draft. So, you know, you you can pull out stat numbers and you know compare all that, and people nitpick here and there. All, all I know is every time I've watched Georgia play over the last two years, he stands out to me as the best player on the field. Um, and you can't block him with one guy. A lot of times you can't block him with two. He can win with quickness. He can win with power. He can change direction. He's got range. You know, I, I just think there's it's a pretty limitless skill set that he possesses. So if quarterback is supposed to be one and everybody would love to do that, do you think there's any chance anybody wants to move up to take Jalen Carter? I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I, I think there's a there's a decent amount of, of defensive linemen in this draft. Um, and I just think when you pay when you have to pay the premium to go all the way up there for a player, um, you know, it, it's usually going to be at that position. So I, I just I don't see that happening for him, but it doesn't take away from the fact I think he's the best player in the draft. Do you think there's a quarterback worth calling Chicago about and doing a deal and, and giving them their price? I think it depends on who you are and how they fit. To me, the, the one that's the most logical that I think is, is would be a wise move is Indy. They're, they're picking four. They've been on this veteran quarterback carousel for a long time. They've got a pretty talented roster. Um, I, I think they're the team that's got to make a commitment on a quarterback. So get some conviction on whatever one you like and then 
make it happen to go up there and get him. And that, it's a two-for-one for them because not only would you be getting him, uh, you'd be keeping him from a team in your division in Houston. So I think that, to me, makes the most sense as the most motivated team to do something. I know you've done a couple of mocks. You've got the Falcons taking the kid out of Iowa, Lucas Van Ness. What what sets him apart? Because when you look at his numbers, I know you said the same thing about Jalen Carter. They don't exactly jump off the page, but you're talking about athleticism and upside, obviously, I would think. Yeah, and he, he's got sack production. So, you know, he does have that. The biggest knock on him and the question on him has been, oh, you know, he doesn't he doesn't start for Iowa. How can you not start at Iowa and be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft? And then you kind of do your homework on that. And it's, it's, it's really, you know, it's the way they do things in that program where they play the, the, the older players and the, and the guys that have established themselves as leaders. And even though the, the guy behind him is the most talented on your team and is going to play more snaps, it's kind of the way they do it, but he's, he is ultra, ultra twitched up. Um, his abs have abs. Where do you see him when he's out here? I mean, he is, uh, he is a specimen. So he's going to get out here. He's going to test like a, like an absolute freak show. And I think you'll see some of the buzz on him start to really pick up. Let's just look at the first two rounds. Give me a position that you think there's real talent numbers wise, and give me a position where you think it's lacking. Yeah. I think when you look on the defensive side of the ball, it's edge rusher. Um, that that's a, it's a really deep group. It's a talented group. I think I have 10 in my top 50. Um, so that's the, on the defensive side of the ball. It's also a good group of corners. Then on the offensive side of the ball, uh, to me, tight ends and running backs are the two positions where it's really, really deep. And in terms of a position where, you know, you wish it was a little, a little better and a little deeper, I would say this is not the, uh, the wide receiver group that we've seen the last few years. I think it's a pretty significant drop off. What do you think about the quarterbacks in the first two rounds? Yeah, I think we'll see five. Um, go in the first two rounds. I think Hendon Hooker will, will make his way in there somewhere uh, out of Tennessee, even though he's a little older, even though he's coming off of an injury. Um, I think his tape's really good. So I think those those five guys will go in the first two rounds, and I think all five of them will end up as starters at some point in time. If you line them up, is Anthony Richardson really going to look the part more than anybody? Yeah, he's the most gifted. You know, I, I've, I've said that, uh, you know, if you look at quarterbacks, you know, it's risky, right? The hit rate's not great on quarterbacks. It's definitely taking a risk. But if you're going to buy a lottery ticket, you'd like to have the one that pays out the most money if you hit on it, and that would be Anthony Richardson. Yeah, Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network of the Combine with us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker Line. Speaking of quarterbacks, it's now time for the obligatory Stetson Bennett question. I know you said he could be a very, <laughs> a very streaky player. Where can you see him going in this draft? It's tough to pinpoint, you know, I, I would say going into this part of the process without, you know, getting all the official numbers and everything uh, size wise, I would say I expect him to be a fourth, fourth or fifth round pick seems to be the expectation around the league. Um, but, you know, we'll see. You'd like to for him to kind of ace the, the postseason here. He's got off to a little bit of a rough start, a little bit of a hiccup here. So hopefully he kind of recapture some of that momentum that he had coming out of the national championship game. If there's a team that sort of fits him, he fits them. Give me one or two that you think in the fourth or fifth round might believe that his skill set fits what it is they do. You know, ironically, it would be the 49ers would be one that comes to mind, um, you know, and, and they're kind of in a weird spot because they've got two guys coming off of injury. Um, so you'd say, okay, with, with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, and uh, you would think they wouldn't be in the market for, for drafting another quarterback, but I actually think, you know, it makes sense with those guys coming off of injuries to have another option there, a young player that it's pretty exciting that can move around and, and, and is really you know, efficient in, in that type of an offense. So, 
that would be one that would uh, would come right to the top of mind. Is there any reason to believe Sean Payton? I'm not telling you he's Drew Brees, but is there any reason yeah. to believe that Sean Payton and Denver might have an interest in his, in his skill set? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a fair one. Yeah, that's definitely another good one. Um, and I think trying to get some insurance there and hope that that, that was a, uh, just a blip on the radar for, for Russell Wilson and, and he gets back on track. But if not, you'd like to have a, you know, a cheaper alternative because when you look at the, you know, the quarterback money, you kind of you budget it for the room. So, you know, everybody would say, oh, you could never, you know, ever take Russell Wilson off the field. He's making too much money. But if you look at it in a totality of how much money you're investing in position and you get a rookie, especially a mid-round rookie who costs you next to nothing, um, yeah, I, I think you'd be okay to, uh, um, to try and make that move if, if the play didn't improve. Daniel Jeremiah covering the combine from the NFL Network with us for a couple more minutes on the uh, Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. So, Daniel, how many years have you been covering the combine now? This is my 20th year, I believe. Wow. So, uh, 20, I guess maybe 21st. I think 2003 was my first year. So, it's been a, it's, it's really making me feel old, that's for sure. Well, aren't we all? So, what's changed from a media standpoint and from what, a, what actually goes on on the field from that standpoint as well over those 20-plus years? Well, I'm in a room that's jammed full of uh, of reporters, and, and every team in the league has their own media department here, as well as all the national media. It's uh, It was not like that. It was uh, a situation where you'd be walking down the hallway here, and there'd be a smattering of, of autograph uh, seekers for, uh, for some of the players that might be walking through, but that was it. It was kind of a... A, a convention of the NFL with not a lot of outside interest. I can remember uh, John Clayton um, was it was one of the maybe two or three. I think maybe Peter King and John Clayton would be roaming the halls, but that was about it. It uh, it has exploded here from that standpoint. And then on the field, you know, it's turned into a you know it's a it's a made for TV event. And it was definitely not that at the beginning. So it's uh, it's definitely grown. All right, let. In 20 years, what could be thrown out of the combine? What is unnecessary at this point in terms of something they're asking these guys to do? Well, I, you know, I think the, uh, you know, I think the fact that we have the GPS information now, I think that's more valuable information than just the the pure 40 number. Um, and obviously, 40 yards is kind of an arbitrary number, but it's it's uh, it's been a test that people have been able to use to compare to, to previous years. But I think now that we've had this GPS knowledge and information for several years, I think once you've built up enough of a database there to kind of put some standards together, I think it makes more sense to use those uh, those metrics and those numbers when we're talking about how fast and explosive these guys are. Right. So when somebody like me says winning the underwear Olympics doesn't matter to me, whether it's the bench press, I've never seen a cone on a field. I've never seen a bench press <laughs> on a field. I mean, what what really is the next evolution of this thing if it's not just the things that have been used for all these years? Yeah, I mean, I've always, selfishly from a scouting standpoint, I always thought, man, it would be great if you could get, you know, interaction between offense and defense in terms of, you know, one-on-ones and things like that. It'll never happen because of the, you know, the, the injury risk that would exist. So um, I, I don't think you'll see anything in the competitive nature of it change that way. But, uh, you know, I, I still think there's going to be a, a want to see these guys move around and run around in person if you haven't had a chance to do that during the year. And I think there's so many coaches that are, you know, head coaches that are more involved in uh, personnel than there maybe was a few years ago. So I think this is their first exposure to a lot of these guys, again, which makes it uh, somewhat baffling that, that a lot of them have decided not to come. Yeah. Do we still need the Wonderlick? No, I don't think so. I, I don't, you know, I, I've been around some Hall of Fame players that scored very low on that test. So 
personally, I've never, uh, I've never put that in, uh, in, the, in the real important category. And are the stupid questions kind of done now that we know that they become public? Is everybody sort of yeah, backed off? Yeah, of- that, that, yeah, I think that we're through with that. And I've been in, I've been in some uncomfortable situations in those rooms over the years, and it just seemed kind of silly and and, uh, and worthless and, and kind of archaic. So I'm, I'm glad that that's all been cleaned up. Yeah, I still don't know how to answer the question correctly. Are you a cat guy or a dog guy? <laughs> I, know, I know, right? <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I, I always uh, I always joke with people that. I, I had to administer a Wonderlick to uh, you know to prospects when I would go to pro days. So I had a, a bag full of Wonderlick tests. So one day, I came home and I gave it to my wife. I said, "Hey, why don't you take the Wonderlick? I'm curious to see how you do." So she took it and she scored really high. And then she goes, "Okay, your turn." I said, "Are you kidding me?" I said, "I I think you're smarter than me. I'm not going to take this test and yeah. know it. Like there's no way, I have no chance." Can I just ask? And I know you got to finish up. How different is the test? Because I took it online like 15, 18 years ago. If I go online again, would I find the same test? It seems sort of easy uh, at this point. Yeah, there's different versions of it, um, but yeah, I mean that's why the joke was. I mean, I think like Eli Manning he scored in the 40s because yeah, he had the place where he is at the training facility and studying had he ended up with the exact same test when he took it. So. Uh, there's lots of stories like that floating around. Well, listen, we appreciate the time. We know what's busy for you up there in Indianapolis. Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network. It's uh, always a pleasure to have you on the program. Well, great to talk with you. Have a great day. You do the same. Daniel Jeremiah on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line here on The Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.